Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Member by Avram Goldhar and today we're Sechus Daf Kuf Yud Beis, the thirteenth parak Shnei Dayanim, and the final Daf of the Masechta. The Zichur Masechus Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hakazachas Torah. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Chizda said, "What's the meaning of that which is written that Tenalach Eretz Chemda Nachlatzvi? I gave you a cherished land, the inheritance of a deer. Why Eretz Yisrael Nimshlatzvi? Why is Eretz Yisrael compared to a deer? To tell you, Matzvi Zein Oro Machazik Pesaru Af Yisrael Ena Machazekas Berosel. Just as with a deer, its skin cannot contain its own flesh after it's skinned, so too with Eretz Yisrael, its borders cannot contain the abundance of its produce." Another explanation is, Just as the deer is the fastest of all the animals, so too Eretz Yisrael is the fastest of all the lands in causing its fruit to ripen. Now since one might think that just as the deer is swift and its meat is not fatty, so too Eretz Yisrael causes its fruit to ripen, but its fruit isn't rich, therefore the Torah teaches us that Eretz Yisrael is Zabas Chavudvash, Flowing with milk and honey, which means that its fruits are shmeni machal of midvash, richer than milk and sweeter than honey. Point number two, when Rabbi Zer was going up to Eretz Yisrael, he could not find a ferry to cross the river. So he held onto a rope that was strung across the river and walked across on a narrow piece of wood. A certain Suduki watchman said, Amma paziza naichu. Oh, impetuous people who put your mouth before your eyes. Rashi explains that he was remarking that the Jewish people rush ahead without thinking like when we said Nasv and Nishmet Har Sinai, committing to keep the Torah before knowing what was in it. Here too, Rabbi Zer is being rash and trying to cross a river before waiting for a boat. When he asked Rabbi Zer why he could not wait, Rabbi Zer answered, A place that Moshe and Aaron were not Zochet to enter. Who says I'll be Zochet to enter it if I don't do it now? The Gemara relates that Rabbi Abba, Menashe Kipidako, kissed the stones of Akko when he arrived in the land, and Rabbi Hanina used to remove obstacles from the road. Rashi explains that he loved the land so much that he went out of his way to make sure that people would not speak poorly of its roads. Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi used to get up in the middle of learning and move from the sunlight to the shade in the summer, and from the shade to the sunlight in the winter. Rashi explains that they did this so they would not come to complain about the land. And point number three, the Masakta concludes on the following positive note. Vichir Barashi said in the name of Rav, Asidin called Yilani Sraksh Beret Yisrael, Shiyitanu Peros. In the future, all the barren trees that are in Eretz Yisrael are destined to bear fruit. As it says in the Pasuk, Ki eats na superior te inu vagefen nas nuchelam. But the tree has borne its fruit, the fig tree and grapevine have yielded their wealth. So once again, the three points are number one. Rav Chistus said, what's the meaning of that which is written? That Tenelach Eretz Chemda Nachalatzvi, I gave you a cherished land, the inheritance of a deer. Lama Eretz Yisrael Nimshalatzvi, why is Eretz Yisrael compared to a deer? To tell you. Matzvi ze in oro machazik pasaro af Yisrael in a machazakas barosel. Just as with a deer, its skin cannot contain its own flesh after it's skinned, so too with Eretz Yisrael, its borders cannot contain the abundance of its produce. Another explanation is, Just as the deer is the fastest of all the animals, so too Eretz Yisrael is the fastest of all the lands in causing its fruit to ripen. Now since one might think that just as the deer is swift and its meat is not fatty, so too Eretz Yisrael causes its fruit to ripen, but its fruit isn't rich, therefore the Torah teaches us that Eretz Yisrael is Zabas Chavudvash, flowing with milk and honey, which means that its fruits are shmeni machal of mesukimidvash, richer than milk and sweeter than honey. Point number two, when Rabbi Zer was going up to Eretz Yisrael, he could not find a ferry to cross the river. So he held onto a rope that was strung across the river and walked across on a narrow piece of wood. A certain Suduki watchman said, Oh, impetuous people who put your mouth before your eyes. Rashi explains that he was remarking that the Jewish people rush ahead without thinking like when we said Nasv and Nishmet Har Sinai, committing to keep the Torah before knowing what was in it. Here too, Rabbi Zer is being rash and trying to cross a river before waiting for a boat. 
When he asked Rabbi Zerah why he could not wait, Rabbi Zerah answered, a place that Moshe and Aaron were not Zochah to enter. Who says I'll be Zochah to enter it if I don't do it now? The Gemara relates that Rabbi Abba, Menashe Kipidako, kissed the stones of Akko when he arrived in the land, and Rabbi Hanina used to remove obstacles from the road. Rashi explains that he loved the land so much that he went out of his way to make sure that people would not speak poorly of its roads. Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi used to get up in the middle of learning and move from the sunlight to the shade in the summer and from the shade to the sunlight in the winter. Rashi explains that they did this so they would not come to complain about the land. And point number three, the Masechta concludes on the following positive note. V'chir Barashi said in the name of Rav, a seed called Yilani Srak Shemeret Yisrael, Shiyitanu Peros. In the future, all the barren trees that are in Eretz Yisrael are destined to bear fruit. As it says in the Pasuk, Ki eats na superior te'enu v'gefen nasnu chelam. But the tree has borne its fruit, the fig tree and grapevine have yielded their wealth. All right, so now it's time to go to our simon, and our simon for Kufiyot base is a Rubik's Cube. A Rubik's Cube. So here goes. The Rubik's Cube champ who could solve the puzzle while riding a deer and drinking milk with honey was so excited to get to the competition that he crossed the river by rope and kissed the ground without noticing that all the barren trees were now bearing fruit that looked like Rubik's Cubes. Once again, slow motion. The Rubik's Cube champ. Rubik's Cube. That must be more off Kufiyot Bay's. The Rubik's Cube champ who could solve the puzzle while riding a deer and drinking milk with honey, which reminds us that we learned why Eretz Yisrael is compared to its fee and that its fruits are shmeni machal of midvash, richer than milk and sweeter than honey. So the Rubik's Cube champ who could solve the puzzle while riding a deer and drinking milk with honey was so excited to get to the competition that he crossed the river by rope and kissed the ground, which reminds us that when Rabbi Zer was going up to Eretz Yisrael, he could not find a ferry to cross the river, so he held on to a rope that was strung across the river and walked across on a narrow piece of wood, which evoked a response from a Saduki, and that Rabbi Abba kissed the stones of Akka when he arrived in the land. So the Rubik's Cube champ who could solve the puzzle while riding a deer and drinking milk with honey was so excited to get to the competition that he crossed the river by rope and kissed the ground without noticing that all the barren trees were now bearing fruit that looked like Rubik's Cubes, which reminds us that the Masechta concludes on the following positive note. Rabbi Hibarashi said, In the name of Rav, Asidin kol Yilani Srak, Yisrael, Peros. In the future, all the barren trees that are in Eretz Yisrael are destined to bear fruit. So once again, the Rubik's Cube champ, who could solve the puzzle while riding a deer and drinking milk with honey, was so excited to get to the competition that he crossed a river by rope and kissed the ground, without noticing that all the barren trees were now bearing fruit that looked like Rubik's Cubes. Mazel tov everyone on being the same. Maseches Ksubis Shas Katan, the 15th Masechta. In this Dalfiyomi Maksar, a grand total of 111 bought 333 points. Now organized in our mind, daf by daf for efficient review and long-term retention using Simanim. May Kosh Baruch continue to bench us with Hatzlach in our learning and Chazara, and may we continue to go Machal Chal as begin the next Masechta, Masechta in the Darim, and be Zohar to make a Kenyan on all of Shas together with Simanim. All right, so now it's time for our four blah Chazara. Daf Kuf Ches. So the similar Daf Kuf Ches is a pickpocket. So here goes. The pickpocket, pickpocket, that must be more Daf Kuf Ches. The pickpocket who paid off the debt of a man, he was forbidden to benefit by a nadir, which reminds the more brings a mission from the Dharma which states that if one's forbidden by a nadir to derive benefit from his friend, his friend may contribute his mux to his shekel for him, pay off his debt, and return his lost property to him. The Gemara asks, well, it's understandable that he may pay his mux to his shekel or return his lost property because he's only doing a mitzvah. How can he pay off his debt when he's benefiting him? Ravoshi has said that the Tanis Hanan, who holds that prevention of a loss is not considered a tangible benefit. But Rav says that the mission can even be according to the view of the Rabbanan in the mission who hold, the husband must pay the one who supported his wife while he was overseas, because this is a case of Shalabah Manashuli Froa, where the debtor borrowed on the condition 
that he doesn't have to repay by a certain date. Rush explains that since he can delay the payment for as long as he wants, he doesn't gain any real financial benefit through another person paying off his loan. So the pickpocket who paid off the debt of a man he was forbidden to benefit by another, using property they swiped from his sister's meager support, which he did not inherit because he was a male. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Mishnah makes v'niach banim urbanos. If one died and left behind sons and daughters, when the property of the state is abundant, the sons inherit it and the daughters are supported. But when the property of the state is meager, which Rashi explains is defined by property that's not sufficient to support them, for 12 months, the daughters are supported and the sons go around begging at people's doors. But Admon says, Because I'm a male, I lose out. So the pickpocket who paid off the debt of a man he was forbidden to benefit by a nether, using property he swiped from his sister's meager support, which he did not inherit because he was a male, admitted to taking five empty jugs and not the ten jugs of oil that she claimed he took. Which reminds us, Rob explains that the case in the next mission is where a plaintiff said to a defendant, I have 10 jugs of oil with you. And the defendant denied the entire claim for oil and said, I only owe you five jugs and I do not owe you the other five. Admon says that the claim of 10 jugs of oil includes the jugs and therefore the defendant made a partial admission. And since he's swearing on the remainder of the jugs, he can make him swear on the oil, Ayide Gilgo, through the principle of a rolling oath. But the rebuttant hold that the expression of 10 jugs of oil does not include the jugs and therefore the defendant is not admitting to him what the plaintiff accused him of. Daf Kuf Tess. So the similar Daf Kuf Tess is a Hatsala kit. So here goes. The Hatsala member rushing with his kit. Hatsala member with a kit? That must be more Daf Kuf Tess. The Hatsala member rushing with his kit to help an aging Kala whose hair turned white, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, HaPosuk Mosul Chasano, if one promised money to his son-in-law as a dowry, Upashul Haregla, and he defaulted, Teshiv Adshital Bin Rosha, the Chasan may make the Kala sit until her hair turns white, until her father fulfills the pledge. But Admun says she can argue and say, Ilani Pesakti, if I promise you money, on my own behalf, it would be understandable that I may be made to wait until my hair turns white. But now that my father was the one who promised it, what can I do? Okanas and Pator, either marry me or release me. So the Hatzal member rushing with his kit to help an aging Kala, whose hair turned white, stopped to calm down and aid on Ashtar, who had been told he had forfeited his right to his field. Which reminds us, the next mission states that if one challenges the ownership of a field, but he is signed as a witness on the Shtar, Admon says that this is not to disprove his point, for he can say, I participate in the sale because the second one, referring to the current occupant, is easier for me, and the first one is more difficult to deal with than he. But the Chamim say, he has forfeited his right to the field. Rashi explains that signing the star is considered an admission that he has no claim to the field. So the Hatzal member rushing with his kit to help an aging Kala, whose hair turned white, stopped to calm down and aid on a star who had been told he had forfeited his right to his field. When someone who just returned from overseas needed to be hydrated after searching for hours unsuccessfully to find the path to his field, which reminds us, the next mission states that if one went overseas and returns to find that the path to his field is lost, meaning that one of his neighbors from the surrounding properties absorbed his path and no one remembers where the path is, Admon says, he may go to his field by the shortest route, but the Chamim say, he must either buy for himself a path for one on a mano or else fly through the air to get to his field. Daf Kuf Yud, so the similar Daf Kuf Yud is a gold key ceremony. So here goes. The gold key ceremony, gold key ceremony, that must be more on Duff. Kuf Yud. 
the gold key ceremony that was held on the Benoni's land of the Balchov, who didn't have to relinquish it to his creditor, who owed him the same amount, which reminds us, more brings Malchokas, regarding what happens when two people owe each other the same amount of money, but they lack cash to repay and only have land. Rav Nachman says that they collected payments from one another, but Rav Shesha says, why should I switch identical bags? Meaning, what's the point of having the same payment go back and forth from one another? Rather, this one stays with his property, and that one stays with his property. As part of the explanation of the Malchokas, we learn that Rav Nachman holds that Benoni's land is assessed relative to the debtor's own property, whereas Rav Shesha's holds that is judged relative to everyone's property in general. So the gold key ceremony that was held on the Benoni's land of the Balchov, who didn't have to relinquish it to his creditor, who owed him the same amount, celebrate the extension of the town's mayor's term after his wife rejected his idea to move to a cramped city, which reminds us, the next mission states, There are three provinces in Eretz Israel with respect to marriage. Yehuda, Avra, Yardin, and the Galil. One cannot make his wife move from a town in one province to a town in another province, or from a city in one province to a city in another province, but within the same province, one can make his wife move from town to town or city to city, but not from a town to a city or from a city to a town. The Gemara explains that a wife does not have to move from a town to a city, even though a city has everything in it, because city life is more difficult. So the gold key ceremony that was held on the Benoni's land of the Balchov, who didn't have to relinquish it to his creditor, who owed him the same amount, celebrate the extension of the town's mayor's term after his wife rejected his idea to move to a cramped city. In spite of his warnings about living outside Eretz Yisrael, it was as if they worshipped idols. Which reminds us that we learn, Whoever lives outside Eretz Yisrael, it's as if he worships idols. So the simmer Daf Kuf is a kayak. So here goes. The three-oath kayak team, kayak team, that must be run off Kufiyad Aleph. The three-oath kayak team that was stuck for years competing in Gaulus, which reminds us, Rabbi Zero holds that three psukim and shir shirim represent Shalosh Shavuos, three O's that Akash Baruch made to keep the Jewish people in exile among the nations until the final redemption, and Rabbi Levi holds that there were a total of six. So the three-oath kayak team that was stuck for years competing in Gaulus discovered some mysterious subterranean tunnels that led to a land which reminds us that the Tzaddikim buried outside of Eretz Yisrael will be zochet to resurrection through rolling, meaning their bones were rolled to Eretz Yisrael and come to life there. When Abbasal Rabba asked why they should suffer through the rolling, Abayah answered, Mechil's Nasus Lambakarka, there will be tunnels formed for the Tzaddikim in the earth. Rush explains that when they'll be resurrected, they'll stand on their feet and travel in the tunnels to Eretz Yisrael and then arise out of the ground there. So the three-oath kayak team that was stuck for years competing in Gaulas discovered some mysterious subterranean tunnels that led to a land where snacks and light jackets emerged from the ground and stalks of wheat were as tall as mountains. Which reminds us, Rebbe Bar Yosef said, The soil of Eretz Yisrael is destined to produce ready-made baked goods and fine warm clothes. It was taught in a price. The Pusik states, He pieces barba arts, barosh harim. There will be abundant grain on the earth on the mountaintops. This means... The stalk of wheat is destined to grow up straight like a palm tree until its top is so high it's level with the mountaintops. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff did we learn that when Rav Huna's many Talmudim stood up after Shear, a cloud of dust rose up to cover the light of day? That's on Duff. Kufav. Good number two, which stuff did we learn that one may pay the debt of someone who's forbidden to benefit from him through another? That's on Duff. Good number three. Which stuff when the one cannot make his wife move from a town to a city because city life is difficult? That's on Duff. Good number four. Which stuff we learn that in the future all the barren trees in Eretz Yisrael will become abundant with fruit? That's on Duff. 
Kuf Yud Beis. Good number five. Which stuff do you learn that in the future the soil of Eretz Yisrael will produce stalks of wheat as tall as mountains? That's on Duff. Kuf Yud Good number six. Which stuff do you learn why Eretz Yisrael is compared to a tzvi, a deer? That's on Duff. Kuf Yud Good number seven. Which stuff do you learn that Tzadikim buried in Chutzlarts will get to Eretz Yisrael through subterranean tunnels? That's on Duff. Kufyadov. Good number eight. Which stuff you learn what is done in a case when two people owe each other the same amount of money and can only pay with land? That's on Duff. Kufyud. Good number nine. Which stuff you learn how different Amorim express their love of Eretz Yisrael, such as Rabbi Zerah crossing a river with a rope and Rabbi Abba kissing the ground? That's on Duff. Kufyud base. Good. And number ten. Which stuff you learn how if someone claims that another has ten jugs of oil and the other person only admits to five jugs, whether that's a case of motive mixas, that's on Duff. Kufchas. Excellent. Right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol from Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.